We're in the middle of the sugya, we began last week the sugya of um, the various halachas, some of the various halachas that relate to the financial assets that a woman has or brings into a marriage or receives in a marriage, including, um, but not limited to, the, any wages which a woman may earn in the marriage. And the particular shayla which we which we're dealing with here, which I think last last week we just read through the shayla and stopped at the end of the shayla, is a shayla which touches on a number of different pertinent um, and, and I'd say modern day scenarios that happen in many various different households. Um, I, I would say that these shaylas become even more pertinent when it's when it's talking about a second marriage, but could be just as pertinent in a first marriage. So the particular shayla which we're dealing with here. Um, it was a shayla where a lady um, had an arrangement with her husband whereby she earned money which went into her personal bank account he earned money which went into his personal bank account and they had an agreement between them as to which of the utility and household bills he would pay and which of the utility and household bills she would pay and that's, and that's what happened it transpires that she added one of her son's onto the bank account and then she was nifta and shortly after her husband was nifta and the shayla now is between the yoshim on the one hand one son is saying that I'm the signatory on the account the sole signatory at the moment on the account and mummy left this account to me so therefore it's a gift from her to me and the other children Taina probably a number of things. First of all, the fact that you were put as a signator on the account, does that mean therefore it's yours? And that seems to be a difference in, in, in law. First of all, from a legal point of view, between different countries, uh, what that means. And But second of all, maybe even if that's true, does that mean it belongs to you? Does that mean it belongs to uh, our father? If it belonged to our father, then when he was nifty, he left it to all of us. So therefore, we all own it. And that's that's touches on the point. So, if we start off, uh, uh, um, so we can see the tshuva first. We can cheat. Um, so he answers the tshuva is near it. Shekol abonim. Sorry if we can share the screen, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm having a bit more than a bit of a problem just trying to find out how. Um, why isn't it not? Push? I'm going to log off and log on again. Um, give me a second. Sorry. So, the tshuva which she's going to give is basically, as we're going to see inside in a second, is basically that no, all of the yoshim um, are shutum in the money in the bank account. And the signature which was done into this particular son's name hasn't got no validity in halacha. Even if it's a country that that would mean transfer of bailus to the person who was given a chilek in the bank account, you still have no validity in halacha. And, and, and that's what we need to see. So, if we start off just discussing for a second the halachas, while waiting for the screen to come on, the halachas regarding Maisio Daim Lebala. Because remember, here we're talking about a case where a woman is earning, the money is going into her own personal bank account, and the shine is in halacha when a husband allows his wife to have her own bank account, and the wages that she earns go into that bank account. What does that mean? What is the halakhic interpretation of what's happening? If it hasn't been spoken out clearly, thank you. If it hasn't been spoken out clearly itself, do we say 
that the fact that the husband allows his wife to have her own bank account means there's basically an agreement that she can keep her wages and therefore the money is hers. Or do we say that he allows it to go into her bank account so that she can use, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's hers. For example, and, and, and I think if I'd, if I'd ask around, I, I probably have a rough idea of how you'd look at it, but, but one is if you blur the lines a little bit, and that helps see that it might not be as clear as people might think. If a, a husband and wife have a joint bank account, and her wages go into that joint bank account, as do his, right? And she has a card, and he has a card. So, would you... Let me ask it as a question, rather than a, a leading question. How would you interpret that joint bank account? I'll give you a few options. Do you say that since it's a joint bank account, um, it belongs to them 50-50? Or do you say, no, it's the husband's bank account, um, the fact that everything goes in there doesn't mean that the husband relinquishes his rights to any of the, the, the monies that the, that the wife is putting in there. And the fact she has a card is because he trusts her. And for practical reasons, she does more shopping than he does. And, and therefore, there's no, you know, that doesn't mean in any way, shape or form, a gilu das on bailus, that just shows that he lets her use money from the joint account. But not necessarily does that mean, from his perspective, he was ever makne or moichel, any rights he may have. How would you interpret a joint bank account? The proof is that even if she has no wage that goes in, people also have a joint bank account. Correct. And the money only comes from him. Correct, but that might, that might also be because he's spending. She, she's spending, right? She's doing the shopping, etc. So practically, it makes sense that he gives her a card. If he trusts yes, her, so that shows that it doesn't necessarily show her bias. No, it doesn't show any bias. Just as there, you wouldn't have any habermen to say that if he's the sole... Uh, breadwinner, that she can just, just take all the money to decide if she wants to buy something. Um, you so say you wouldn't have a Havamana. What would happen if it was a savings account in joint name? What? Would you, would you then have a Havamana that half it belongs to her? No, also not. If the money comes from him, they just put it in... in for, for practical purposes. And what would happen if the money came from him and they used it to buy a house, which they put in both names? Well, again, if only because of different spoils that you would say that he doesn't mind having um, half the house if, you know, if something happens to him. But otherwise, it just, I just mean to say it doesn't show anything. It just shows that for practicality they do this. So again, on a house you also say it doesn't show anything? Sorry? We'll come to that. We're not ready for it yet. That, that also we'll have to see. That, that gets more complicated, right? For various reasons, some of which are relevant to share. But, but um, so again, do you, do you hear how we're, we're tweaking? There's a number of different lines where. Well, I, I, I suspect, I suspect the average person, as you always say, doesn't even think about it. It's not done with any particular intent. It's just done for practical purposes and not thought about. I, I think you're right, and I think that. Um, sometimes, even if they were to think about it, the husband and wife might have a different interpretation of what they think is going on, not necessarily would either bring it up with the other one. Right? I've tried this once before in a year, um, where I've asked the husbands who they think that, who they think the wives think, sorry, who do they think their wives think the money in the joint savings account belongs to, or joint current account belongs to? 
and many of them have said they probably think it belongs to both of us and I said and who do you think it belongs to like lots of shifting in the, in the seats etc um, I, I, I think as a rule of thumb um, each but in the case of the, of the, of the wife's checkbook or, um, um, or credit card um, you know, the husband is happy for her to go to shopping to Kay's but if she bought a 15 million pound diamond and gave it to the Batsy dog's home um, he would suddenly think differently the whole riot that it's not really uh, a shared bank account it's for the purposes of uh, of logistics and day-to-day um, expenditure that, that she's allowed to do it, uh, but he doesn't think that it's her money. Okay, so unless, if it really was a Mr. and Mrs. account at Barclays, then Barclays would make them both liable and both responsible and both uh, um, uh, credited to the account. Okay, very good. Let me, so let me, let me... I think the other way around is true. If he went off and signed up the most expensive golf club, Right, so let, let me let me pick up on the point Yossi just said. I don't know if you all heard it. Let, let, let me just show you. Uh, let me just show you why some of these um, ha'oras might not be rias to bailus. So the ha'ora that's been made uh, by Jeremy is that there's a difference, intrinsic difference between if the wife goes and uses the, the card in case to if the wife goes and buys herself a diamond necklace. Right now, as 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 Ellie's pointing out, what happens if she's got her own wages going into her own bank account and from there she goes and buys herself a diamond necklace and many of you would probably say, well the husband will give her a, 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 you know, a, a turning off, potentially depending on the size of their accounts and etc, etc. And therefore that is a raya that's not really hers to which I would reply with Yossi Sa'ara, is it a raya that's not hers? What about a husband who is the sole breadwinner in a house and all the money goes into a joint bank account and one day he comes home and he says, Hi, honey, I'm home. Look at the car outside. Right? And she goes outside and there is this spanking, beautiful sports car. And she turns around and gives him a mouthful because he says, We can't afford it. Right? Now, in some households, he might turn around and say, Whether we can or can't is not your department. I earn the money. It's my money. And I decide to spend it on a sports car. Those people normally end up in counselling and eventually whatever. But, but... So again, the fact that, that a wife turns around and says to her husband, can we afford this, or is this our number one priority, right, which would happen in many scenarios if, if a man was to be so foolish as to, as to go down that route, it's the kind of thing you only do once. Um, so, so is a raya that the fact that you get told off for spending above and beyond without discussing it doesn't necessarily mean you're not the buying it might just mean that in the family, with the family's priorities at the moment, this isn't something that should be done. Why don't you ask? If I've got £50,000 assets in total, and I say to you guys now, I've just given all of my £50,000 to Battersea Dog Home, you will say that you're very upset at me, not because you have any suspicion that you're any bias in my money, but you have a feeling that I've wasted my money. Similarly with the sports car, the wife or the husband is saying, look, we can't afford it. The wording was, we can't afford it. You know, provided you don't want to eat for the next five years, we can afford it. They're not saying, they're not making a comment there necessarily about violence. That's exactly my point. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that, that from the fact that the husband would also potentially get a telling off from his wife, 
not, not necessarily in every family setting and depending on what standard they're on, but is a raya that, that the fact that there's a telling off doesn't mean you're not the bailim and therefore vice versa. If a wife earns money and it goes into her account and she were to buy herself a beautiful diamond brooch without discussing with her husband before, the fact that he might say, really, that's not where I thought we're holding, here I am trying to save up so we can whatever, so that's not necessarily a riot to buy this either. Uh, yeah. so you're discussing about what they would say. Um, one of his customers, the, one he sent his spouse, I'm going to buy this. And other spouse says, I don't agree. I, I don't allow you to do that. Either of the two. Um, where you should go to the wall and say, you know, I'm, I'm putting my wages in there. Um, can you tell me I'm not allowed to? Um, and maybe vice versa as well. She would, they would say, you know, we, we, we own everything together. Um, we, we, we're spending for the household together. Can I, you know, can I tell them that I don't, I, I don't agree that you should go and, and waste money on something? All right. Uh, Jerry, just take it off picture for a moment, if you don't mind. Putting it up seems to be a schooler, then we don't start. Thank you. Sorry. Um, did we discuss last week... Um, a Shaila with a relative and Nechsim Iluk bringing in his son. Son, yes, we did. Yes, it wasn't recorded. Okay, very good. Okay, so so there in last week's year we dealt with a scenario where where the spouse had said, um, "This is what I want to do with my money," and the husband had decides he's got rights to this money. Right, and he's entitled to the Paris, and therefore, behind her back, he's going to utilize his rights and make sure he gets his Paris without her knowing. Right? That's not the same as this, what you're talking about, but I'm saying. He's not taking anything from her, though. He's just taking from. She wanted her money to be given mm-hmm. interest yeah. free as a loan, and he, he went and, and arranged that, that that same person, instead of getting it interest free, which would be a tova that she's doing him. Instead, he's taking up Yatiska and paying a nice return. Not, he hasn't taken anything from her, really. He just made someone else pay him. She wanted to give her money as a loan to a relative yes. of hers as a tova. Yes. And he has gone by the back with her money and made a profit off her money. But what has he taken from her? Nothing. She wasn't, she wasn't going to have... She wasn't going to get anything. She was going to get the benefit. Again, without getting involved in the Rivers angle here, but I'm not saying this is Rivers, but she was going to get the benefit that she had done her relative Otova by lending money to her relative. That was Arnold she was going to get. She wanted to help him out. And he's taken that Arnold away. And instead, he, yeah, now, Fakir, he paid through the nose, essentially, and you've taken that money. Not only, not only did that happen, but I didn't even get the money. You took the money. Right? So, so, a Moshul Ma'adov What would happen if, this is, this is a, a, a not an ideal, uh, not 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 mamish exactly the same marshal, but not many miles away at all. What would happen if uh, um, every month a wife earned money and she came home and she asked her husband to put it in the safe? She gave it to her husband. She doesn't like to get involved in the safe. It's complicated. She's always worried she's unlock your property, whatever. She gives it to her husband. Says, "Please, can you put my money in the safe?" And he takes that money and he puts it on the stock market in sensible shares, not high risk shares. Right, and then she finds out after how many years that the money's in the stock market, and he's been making money off this, off her money. So turn around and say, 
what did she lose? It could have been sitting in, in the safe. Yeah. Well, what happens if the market crashes? So then you have a problem. But now, what can, what can she say? She, she was mocha or anything. Well, no, answer, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because what she would say, wrongly, because she's an Amaret. Not every woman. I'm saying in this marshal, this woman. Right? Um, you have to be politically correct online. Um, the, 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 um, what she would say in that particular case is that um, if you're telling me that when the market crashes, it's my loss, because it's not necessarily in Basel, it's necessarily in the look. So as long as investing in the market in Fortune 100 companies which are stable or whatever is not something considered a, a major crazy thing to do, and you're not putting it all in one company, you're spreading it across, it's, 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 it's something which under normal circumstances over the last 20 decades would have been fine. Who would have expected what's just happened to happen in theory? Whatever, in such a situation, right? So in that case, um, Shitanad will then... I'm in it for the loss, but not for the gain. No, she's not in it for the loss. She didn't know that it would be. But she would. No, you're telling her, this is your position. He was entitled to invest it. So if he loses money, it's your loss. She'll say, and, but I don't gain then from the profit? I can only lose and I'll gain. But let me ask you, somebody, if somebody trusted another, his friend, never mind the wife, he trusted his friend to put him in the safe. Meanwhile, he went, he took a risk with that money, and he made money. And now he says, you know what? This so is the halachas so there says depends. If his intention was to be a gunner, right, and he's not investing it for the owner of the money, he's stealing the money and investing it with the intention of paying back, right? Then he can keep the profit, but he's a gunner. If he doesn't intend to be a gunner, he intends to invest on behalf of the owner of the money. Then if there's damage, he's liable because he had no right to risk to, to risk it. But if there's profit, it belongs to the owner of the money, not him. Even though the owner never expected that profit, and was again, what was he doing? Was he investing for the owner? Was he investing he for himself? No, he was investing for himself. So he's a gamma. Mm-hmm. He had no right to use this money. He's a shomer who's not allowed to use the money. Right? Shosh lemidas. He's taking this money and he's using it. He's a posh gamma. It's not even. It's not even like shosh lemidas where I'm, I'm meant to look after your bike for you and I ride it. Right? Where I'm over that of, of using it. I've given it away and I'm hoping to get it back. So I'm a gamma. So maybe a woman is also if he doesn't tell her. But again, I'm asking. So I'm asking. No, that's the oh, difference. Okay. That is the difference. So is he allowed to? Um, is he allowed to not tell her? Is he allowed to um, basically? He owns it. He's calling her he, because he's telling her it's safe. My darling, it's safe. It's in the safe. Now he knows. Maybe he's entitled. Well, in this particular Shaila, in this particular Shaila, which is a real Shaila, but in the particular Shaila. Um, the beauty is that actually, on the contrary, she'd lent her out. So she thought. So it wasn't meant to go in a safety deposit box and be safe. She'd lent her out. The same person. There was no risk. There was no, there was no risk. more risk. The only more risk that there would be is if that person loses all their money and then, be, and then becomes wealthy again afterwards. Because then if it's given as a halva, he still owes it and he has to pay it. If it's given up, he had to ask her, that's it, for fun, you don't get it. If he gave it to her, if he gave it to the, to the, the son, she's taking a risk, but she's saying, I'm doing a favor to my son, and if this is what's going to happen, it's too bad, it's a share. If he's doing a business with it, he, it's gonna, he didn't, she didn't do a favor. She didn't take the risk in order to do a favor. When she lends money to someone, it's something, her decision, and it's Kadai, the risk, for the, I know that she's gone, she's doing her lesson. Here, 
long an answer is, he would have been able to go to the safety deposit box, take this out, and invest it. As long as giving it to someone had to is considered a stable investment. Right? Yeah, he's entitled to Paris. He, he, he deluded her. Well, again, no, he, wouldn't have he did mislead her. He did mislead her. Shaila is, we haven't gone into that yet, but that's on a whole different level, that Shaila. Is he Mukhuf to tell her? Can you go to the safe where she's got her, her nifsim ulog, she's got a stash of cash, take it and invest it in something that's stable and relatively risk free? No such thing as risk free. Relatively risk free. That's his course, he's got entitled to Paris. Right. I've got a thousand pounds. I've got a thousand pounds in um, illiquid assets, and, and you give me a thousand pounds in cash, um, and I basically invest it. Now I've got the thousand pounds in some fund or whatever. But if I lose it, I can absolutely. I know I'm going to give you a thousand pounds back. But just that thousand pounds, I can't get for whatever reason at the moment. Um, I use your cash as an investment. So am I still a gunner? What were you meant to do with my cash? Put it in your bat in your safe? Yeah. Assuming you have a safe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Pashas you are. Because at the end of the day, uh, again, just, just to, just to slightly, uh, we have learned a halacha that if somebody is given cash in an open envelope, right, then that, why is it given to you an open envelope? Not to much shliach, shoma. So it's given to you an open envelope, that means you're allowed to use it and then replace it, right? And therefore that actually makes you more liable, that makes you like a shame of because you have the anah, that you have the facility that you could use it. It's a good market, right? If I give it to you sealed, which means the intention is that you're not going to use it, you're going to put it in the safe, then in the you're not allowed to use it. So if you now take it and use it with the intention of paying me back, then you're someone who's stealing with the intention of paying back, which is awesome. Yeah. Coming back to the Shaila. So, Jeremy, if we can bring up the, the, the Shaila again. So, now, we're going to go through first, so it, it, it's quite a process. We're going to go first through analyzing the, the halacha of Maisi Yudzayim. When a woman earns money, now, and, and, and therefore she's got income, we know Pidzintaira, the husband, is entitled to the Maisi Yudzayim. But what happens if he doesn't take it and it goes into a wife's bank account? So, if you have a look in. Um, Aleph on the left hand side, under Makaris and Mukim. So the, I'm missing out the, the list. Din Maisyodel Abale. Aleph. Kaimalon. We passed in Allah Maisyod. The Maisyodel Ishul Abale. That a husband is entitled to his wife's income. The Chumaykin Kaimalon. But we also passed in the Maisyodel Kenegad Mizayn Yisrael. That the, the fact that the husband gets the, her Maisyodel is in lieu of the Mizaynus of the support that he gives to her for her living expenses. The Vichov, therefore, in Amra, if she says, If she turns around, now at the moment this is going with the Mount Omar and the Gomorrah says that the Ikha Takonas Chazal is Mizaynus, right? It's Machlekes and Gomorrah, the Ikha Takonas Chazal is Mizaynus for her. So Chazal don't want her, a wife starving, so there's a Takona husband is Mechuyib, whether it's a Takona, whether it's a Dindai Raisa, but let's, let's go now with the Takona. Right, so Takona, that a wife is entitled to be supported. And because we don't evil, we don't bad blood in the household, that she is being supported by her husband, but meanwhile she is siphoning off wages into her own account, whatever. Therefore, Chazal said the husband's entitled, therefore, to her wages. So if that's the way around, then, then, then the Gemara says, a woman's entitled to say, thank you very much for this benefit, which Chazal have entitled me to. I'd rather actually 
keep my own wages and you don't have to support me. Right? The only reason you're entitled to my wages is because you're supporting me. Don't support me. Thank you. I waive my right to support and let me keep my own wages. She's entitled to say that. He's without taking anything back, right? So at the default, he is mischayev to give her. So you said two things. One is minatari and one is according to the ksuba. Whether those things in the ksuba are there because they didn't or whether they're there because it's like ksuba is a makhlik in the Gemara. Right. So even if we learn it's a tznai ksuba, it's, in the, it's, it's created by Chazal. Yes, he's signing in a shtar. Truth be told, even if he didn't sign in a shtar, he'd still be chayev because it's takonot maisa bezin. Bezin say, you are getting married, you're chayev. The only way you wouldn't be chayev is if when you got married, she would sign a waiver. Yeah. Right? But otherwise, short of that, is that, that you're chayev. And in lieu of that, Chazal said you're entitled to, to, to her maestro. you don't mention anything that she says, because the ksuba is, is, because the ksuba yeah. is a shtar from him to her, not from her to him. So ksuba under the chuppah is when a husband is obliging the obligations that he's got to his wife. He doesn't discuss what wife. But he's not putting the tznai in, that I'm only giving you... He doesn't need to, because Chazal now make her chayev to give him zayim. Right. So, so what's Minatoyim? Minatoyim doesn't have to give him... That's a in the Gemara. So Machlech is in the Gemara, whether share means he's mechayev to support her, whether it means something else. That's Machlechus. So, so according to the Mandama, the Minatoyim giving him zayimus, then really he doesn't get this, she doesn't give him anything. She doesn't have to go to work and he has to give him his own anyway. You can say that. Or you can say, yes, well, first of all, the Gemara discusses the minimum amount of work a wife is mukhuf to do, but let's leave that for now. What you could say is that Lamaisa he is in he because Minatari he's Mukhu to give him his own. And Chazal saw that this is going to create problems. So they said you have to give Maisha down. Now, if the you wife... Know, not to create a bad atmosphere. But, but and therefore, now, if the wife wants to keep her maestri time, then she can turn around and she can say to, to her uh, um, husband, you know what, I'm waving what I'm entitled to up it in Torah, um, but, but uh, you know, don't give me those mazonas, because I want to keep my maestri time. And Chazal say, the only way I can keep my maestri time is if I don't take the mazonas, which I'm entitled to. Yeah, but if she said, I'm not going to give you my maestri time, but you have to give me no. Otherwise, so Chazal, when they were Mas- so Chazal, when they were Daim, say that now she has to give you my time. If she doesn't give you my time, you, you could be going for that money. Remember, it's all about money. So if you've got other money, she's asking you for money for food, and she owes you money. My time. No, no, she's not doing it. She's, she's, not, not, she's not producing work. No, 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 no. If she doesn't work, there's a shine of what she's mukhuyib to do, which is a minimum amount. We'll see that. I'm saying, yeah. she's not bringing any money. And no. she says, I don't want to. But you have to give me the mizones. Okay, that, that is, is a different, that's a different thing. The partial the default would be, he has to give mizones. Right? Again, let, 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 let's see. We'll, we'll touch on that slightly. So again, Base Avol Habal Shama Eini Zonchav Eini Noitel Maisir Daich Ein Shemin Loi. The reverse is not true because we pass him that the Iketakon is Mizaynus. So if the husband turns around and says, "You know what? I'm not giving you. I'm not giving you Mizaynus, but you can keep your Maisir Daich," and she says, "No, no, no. I'm happy to give you my wages because I earn ten thousand pound a year and my costs are twenty thousand pound a year. So don't tell me to keep my wages. I don't want to keep my wages. I want to get supported." He's not entitled to say that. Miu. What he can do is he can turn around and say, you know what? I'll tell you what. You're making wages. You're earning money. So you spend the money that you're earning on your own, in, on your own requirements. 
Right? I'm fed up. You come to me when you need it for this. You come to me when you need it. You use your money for all the shopping that you need. And if there isn't sufficient, then come to me and I'll top it up. Right? That he's allowed to do. If a husband is going abroad and he says to his wife, If a husband is going away, so he's not going to be here to give her the money she needs every month. Remember those days, no bank transfers, right, no credit cards. So he's going on the ship now and she's saying, how am I going to pay the bills? And he turns around and says, you know, I'll tell you how, instead of me taking your income every, every month, you keep your income, I won't support you, you keep your income, you support yourself. And she's shasta, and she's quiet, she says, she doesn't get mazimus. Even without the Shoska. Even without the He's allowed to say, you support yourself and I'm okay. So, what he's establishing here is there seems to be a machlokes. Whether a husband is entitled to turn around and say to his wife, you know what, I'm not supporting you, you support yourself from your own wages and have a good day or not. Either way, in this particular case, where it's not a question of anyone doing anything by Korachon, no one's forcing, the husband's not forcing the wife to support herself, the wife is not, is not putting the plug on the husband, it's been mutually agreed between the two parties that each one's wages are going to their own personal bank account. However, However, they're both agreeing that they're both going to contribute to the household bills. So he comes up with a very interesting chap. On the one hand, we have a phenomenon here where husband is masking that his wife's income goes into her own personal bank account. Now when that happens, you might think, and we're going to discuss this in, in, in upcoming Sifim, you might think, well, that, that looks like a mechila. Right? That, that looks like a mechila. He's letting her get her income, so that's hers. However, since in this case, the agreement is that she has to contribute towards the household bills, and included in her contributions, pashtus, is also things that he's benefiting from, She's not only paying her for her own clothes and for her own food. You know, it's not like uh, uh, she's a vegetarian, so she pays all her salads and her vegetarian foods, and he's a meat fanatic. He buys himself all his steaks and everything else. So that, in that case, effectively, she's funding herself. She's supporting herself. That's not the case here. Hey, she might pay the electricity bill, he might pay the water bill, he might pay whatever it is. They're both contributing to the household expenses. So then he's not letting her keep the money she's earning on the country. Yeah. The money she's earning is also coming into her household. Right, right. In the same way as, we, as, as, uh, as the earlier, the earlier remark, if, she, if she's earning far more, make it clearer, far no, more than... Well, come on to what happens if you have a coal family where the wife is earning all the money and it's supporting the whole household. What happens? Well, come on to that. Even here, even here, 
she's earning £2,000 a month, and they agree that she could put £500 in the joint account yeah, to cover excess money. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. When a husband says, right, or a wife says, um, you keep, what, what does the husband then contribute towards the wife? Nothing. Right? In this situation, what's the husband contributing towards the wife? Again, if they worked it out that she's literally only paying for her own costs, then maybe you'll be right. It doesn't sound like that's what's going on here. Sounds what's going on here is they're both contributing to the household bills. Yeah, they're both living yes, in the house, so yeah. So they're, so they're, they're splitting it. But, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that he's he's saying three months yet. Exactly, that's what we're but, saying. But it still means that he's masalik himself. He allows her to keep her own money. He's made for that money because otherwise, why is he allowing her to have a husband on her own that's not going to the household? That's a good question. That's a good question. Is that not a guy? We have to see. We have to see if the person holds that's a right. Even if she wouldn't be contributing to any bills, we have to see. But here where she is contributing towards the bills, so whether that sits better with them, that the, there's some kind of cheshwining, you know, I mean, for all you know, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the husband was in the room, if it's, say, I'll tell you what, Shais, it's very simple. She has to contribute, or she has to contribute towards the house, and every month I let her use the rest for herself. First of all, that doesn't mean it's her money, it means I let her spend on herself. So if it works in her own bank account, it's in her interest to be careful what she spends on the things that are coming out of her account, because whatever's left, she's got more spending money. Now, Shankin, if it was in a joint account where I'm putting in all the money, then she'll just spend and there'll be no cheshun at all. So I want her to have some, feel some achrayas. I, I know, I've come across before in, in mediation, a husband who turns around and says, you know, the wife thinks that I'm not contributing anything, because she works, and the money that she earns pays for the food in the house. So she feels like, I'm a, I'm a nebuch, I'm a nobody. She married a, a shnor. Why? Because she's the one who's supporting the house. He says, but if you do the maths, and you see the mortgage, and the utilities, and the insurance, and everything else that I'm paying, I'm paying for four times what she's paying. And the school fees. Right? I'm paying for four times what she's paying. So you know, they came up with a brilliant idea. She's going to pay the bills. All of the bills. No, he, he'll give her the money. Instead, of what, what happened happening is, he was paying all those money, and she was used, her wages went into, let's say, her account, or say, whatever it is, let's say her account, and she's paid for all the food. So in her mind, she says, I'm supporting the whole family. I'm not giving all the food on the table. And he, well, my husband's in there because of Shnar, I speak to my friends, they're doing nothing, they don't have a job, and Ramesh and the husband have been supported, and me, I work so hard, and I'm doing all, I'm supporting this family. So instead what happened, everything went into a joint account, and she made all the payments. She paid the school fees, she paid the utility bills, she paid everything, for two months. Didn't hear a word after that. Why? Because all of a sudden she realizes, <laughs> I, I didn't help. I didn't help. I didn't see those bills, I didn't think about those bills. I don't know what school fees mean, and whatever. So all of a sudden, the reality settled in, and fine. So again, why does a husband allow his wife to have a account? I, I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying. And it could be that that's a raya that he lets her use that money. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's a raya that belongs to her. Nafkimina, 
if there be a large amount of money in that account and they were to get divorced, I don't know if it means that she can walk off with that money. Because the mom we're married, I allow you to spend that money. doesn't mean it's yours. In the same way that we recognize there could be a joint account with a nice amount of money in there, and he lets her go shopping, and she spends very nicely, and she doesn't understand what the word credit card means, or whatever it is, you know, and, 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 and he doesn't stop her because he understands, understands the living that they live, this is what his wife needs to do, right? Shopping therapy, whatever it is, right? So, that doesn't mean that he's mucking that money to her. It means, Vivi, we're married, I allow you to spend the money. So here you're right, there's, there's a muhsik here, because this is worse, it's in her name. He's allowed her to have her own account. I, I, I think most husbands, if, if they'd be honest with themselves, and you'd ask them, what does your wife think? Who does she think owns the money in her account? I think most husbands would agree that she probably thinks it's hers. If it's in her account. Right? Now again, that doesn't mean he's been masalic, and we have to see about that. But if they say that's what she probably thinks, so, you know, it keeps them quiet, they're happy, they've got their own money, and they're working, and it's, and it's more schmuck to work if the money's going to your own bank account. Right? Even if you end up spending some of it on utilities or whatever it is, but you, you've got a certain, you know, you feel more like you're a boss, more independent. Yeah, That's what we're going to have to see. That's what we're going to have to see. So at the moment, what he's saying is a very interesting horror. He's saying that when you have a situation where the money's getting into a joint bank account, into, into their own bank accounts, but not only two horrors, not only is she contributing towards the household, and we're not saying dafka towards her bills, right? And he's also contributing towards her expenses. So you could look at how Yossi's saying. One offsets the other, and effectively she's supporting herself, he's supporting his son. By the way, that won't work the moment you've got kids in the house. Right? Because the moment you've got kids in the house, the children are for sure only his achras. She's got no responsibility to support the children. So if they're splitting the bills between them, and included in her bills are the cost of the kids, right? So then he's not letting her keep it, he's using some of it. Right? And, and, and again, how you look at it, if, if he's make, paying for the, for the mortgage, or, or he's paying the rent, you know, and she's living under that roof, you upset one against the other, so he is Bechelon not giving that mouth. He's saying to Adrav, Shnei maskimim lefarnes is abayis v'shutuv, She's also not considered as if she's saying, you know what, don't pay me a penny, I'll support myself. She's getting fed also from him. Now, what Yossi is saying is that's just an accounting thing. Right? Really, she's supporting herself, he's supporting himself. When they get married, he says to her, look, I need a contribution of 500 pounds a month from you to keep the household running. And then the rest of her money. Again, hold on. You're, you're saying a separate point. You're, well, say, I mean, you're saying a separate point. Your point might be true, even if he, that she doesn't contribute at all towards the house, uh, and he pays all her bills, and she just all her wages go into the savings account and get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You could say that point. He's been masalik in that money. Mm-hmm. We have to see about that. We're not yet discussing that point. We're discussing a different point. We're discussing a right which a woman has to say, don't feed me, I'll feed myself. And what we're trying to say is, can we interpret this scenario, modern day scenario, of her own bank account, where her wages go into that bank account, is that the equivalent of a wife turning to her husband and saying, don't feed me, I'll feed myself. The moment her husband agrees... Yes? 
Sorry, can I just say a quick question? Sure, it's we have to stop actually for the last session. Yeah. Sorry, is the husband allowed? Does the ha- does the husband have to have permission to take money out of the wife's bank account? Right. That, that, that's not. A, that's a that's a quick question. But it's not a quick answer. So so we, we're we're going to have to deal with that in the future, Shuri Mister. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Sure. So we continued.